The primary purpose of the Matter of a Mind experience is to educate, and it doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or health professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Matter Over Mind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And I have on the show today, Olivia Simmet. Olivia lost 70 pounds. 70 pounds. Isn't that amazing? Like 70 pounds down. You're talking about a transformation story. You can't get much better than that. See, what Olivia do as a coach is that she helps you to go from exhausted meaning low energy, you're not eating right, you know, you don't have energy, you don't want to work out, to thriving and raise your metabolism. Oh, you know, I talk about metabolic flexibility. I love to talk about this stuff, right? And of course, we're going to have a hack of the episode, and it's going to be tips for hormonal balance and address adrenal stress relief. So that's what we're going to get into for the hack. And with that being said, let's welcome Olivia to the show. Hey, Olivia, how you doing? Hey, Zeko, it's a pleasure. I love being here with you in that specific moment together. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. And with that being said, let this get this puppy rolling. So let's talk about, I want to talk about your 70 pounds down. Like that's a, just tell my audience about yourself and tell them about that story. Okay. My story, my story. Well, you know, I, I wasn't always a healthy kid. I actually was born in France where there is delicious pastries and cheese. And I was, you know, I had snacks readily available to me and, and I, I didn't have really any rules about, you know, not eating those sweets or not eating those fried food. It was pretty much, you know, the sky is the limit. So. I basically grew up on that Western diet and at the age of 12, I was faced with the decision to move to a new country. My mom had met a new guy. She was moving to the Middle East and I was there with my brother and we were asked, do you want to stay in France or do you want to move to the Middle East? And so... I decided to move to the Middle East and with my siblings and my mom. And there, over the years, I was really feeling lonely. I miss, I miss my family. I miss my friends. I miss, I miss my environment. And I felt really lonely with this new culture, this new language. I didn't understand, you know, coming from like a French background. I had to, to, to learn a new language and all of that. And over this, those years of feeling lonely, I really turned to food for comfort, you know, and, and the sweets and all of the, those really processed food were 
bringing me so much joy and and comfort because I was home and I wasn't really uh, socializing at the beginning, at least. Um, then I picked up on the language. After six months, I was fluent and I was having fun with my friends. But those, those six months was were rough, really rough. Um, especially the first, right? And then over the years, fast forward, I'm 19 years old. I work already in a nine to five. I go shopping and I looked at myself in the mirror, trying some pants. And in that moment, I decided something needed to change. I, I really started thinking, okay, I need to, to understand what, like how to eat really. I, I never really been accustomed to have like very healthy food. I, I, I mean, I did had access to it, but I was picky. I didn't like it, you know? Uh, for me, like I would never go to the restaurant in the past and, and order a salad, right? I would always order the, the fast food or, you know, like the very high palatable food. So in that moment, I decided to change. And this is what happened. I started changing my identity. That was that day where I said, I'm going to reach out for help. I'm going to hire a coach and I'm going to start moving my body and doing all of the stuff. But I don't want to go the diet route. I've seen everyone going the diet route over my over the years. And I've seen that they've always had been in that cycle of like, yo-yo dieting and gaining a lot of weight, losing a lot of weight and never really being happy with their weight. So I said, I won't do that. I'm going to really go to the root cause and I'm going to learn how to nourish myself, put those nutrients in, add those, um, find a way that I can, I could love exercise because I was coming from a mindset that I didn't like exercise. I hated it. You know, so I had to really change the approach. And so I started changing my identity. That's what I say, because because when you change to a healthier lifestyle, you literally change your identity. Right. Don't you agree with me? Like, what what do you think about that? Don't you think it's it's like a real switch because you feel like you have to say no to things that you were not saying no to before? So yeah. and your right? your thought process change. And there's something that I have when I talk to my friends or even clients and I explain to them that it's not about starving yourself or the all nothing approach, but sometimes you have to say no to certain things and you have to realize that the things that you're doing are going to be beneficial for you in the long run. And that's the real switch that makes the difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you're saying no from a fear of being judged, because I've talked to clients many, several times and during our one-on-one and really private session, when we, we get to, to some, sometimes I go like more personal with some clients and I, I realized that a lot of them were saying no because of a fear of being judged for this new identity. Oh, because you, they are the party pooper. Or they are, you know, the, 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 the only one, right? In the family that is doing that thing that is different. So it, it annoys them, right? There is a real thing around that too. So what I really changed was, I think really changing from processed food to whole foods. That's first, right? Because I was consuming super high processed food, uh, cereals with high sugar in the morning and pasta with like, those were like my, my go-to meals. So I had to really start 
loving vegetables again and make them like in a way that I love it, right? So the cooking, the spices and, and the power of spices, right? Understanding that the spices also have another power for our immune system. So adding that with my, my, my vegetables, those, those are the few things that I've been doing to, to lose the 70 pounds to answer your question, uh, Zeko. How long did it take for you to lose uh, 70 pounds? That's a great question. I would say it was, it, it took about two years, but it was an ongoing process because I, I did met some plateau at the beginning. Uh, because at the beginning I, I turned to cardio as my main source of training. And so I would overdo it on cardio. So at the beginning, the weight loss was really fast, but then I hit some plateau. And only when I really started weight training and started adding that resistance training, everything changed. Like it was like, oh my God, within three months, I was feeling so amazing in my body. I was feeling my core, right? My soul. I feel like those are things that I missed uh, at the beginning because at the beginning I did a lot of cardio and Zumba classes and cycling and <laughs> all of the classes you can imagine at the, at the gym, you know, they have like all the classes. Um, and so I think something that really helped me is also understanding the power of low intensity training, like, you know, walks. Uh, in fact, I started walking uh, a lot when I started that journey. That was my first movement, um, on an ongoing basis was really taking those walks. Uh, that's a ritual that I didn't had. And I feel it really helped me with my mind too. And it allowed me to really escape and give me that space to think and to like reconnect with myself. And I, and I think it's sometimes this is the biggest part of a weight loss journey is it's what happened in between those years. It's that mindset, those thoughts, right? Because each thought drives a behavior. And, uh, if we, if we don't give ourselves, ourselves this space to like reconnect with our thoughts, right? Through different practices, whether it's a walk or whether it's like few breath, right? Sometimes we can get lost in a process. We can get in that spiral that we can get into. Um, so yeah. Definitely. So, and I definitely agree with you. And I think, again, it's the whole mindset change. Once your mindset changes and the big thing you mentioned is the weight training piece. I tell people all the time, cardio is not, is not supposed to really, you're not, you shouldn't do cardio to lose weight. And I'm very specific on that. What I mean by that is, and I'm not saying you should not do cardio at all. I'm saying your aim of doing cardio should not be for weight loss. The aim of cardio is to improve your cardiovascular health. So you do need cardio in your training. But if your goal is losing weight, most of us need to train in zone two, slightly maybe at times going into zone three, crossing anaerobic zone, not that often, because that is what's going to make promote fat oxidation, allow you to burn more fat. Also, when you build lean muscle, and I'm sick and tired of hearing especially from women, I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to look like a guy. You know how many supplements, well, not so, I'm not going to say a lot, but I supplement every day, eat about 200 grams of protein every day, and I still build about one pound of lean muscle a month. And I'm sure you're not doing half of what I do to get to build the lean muscle that I'm building. So you're not going to look like a man because you lift weights. That's absolute nonsense. And please don't come to me with that foolishness. So 
weight training is very important for that. And then the more lean muscle you build, the more fat you burn at rest, which is also important, which cardio doesn't help with. And then when you do excess cardio and you don't have the right nutrition, you're also going to burn a lot of muscle in the long run as well. And that's why they call it quote unquote skinny fat. So cardio should be a part of your routine, but not everything. The biggest part of your routine should be weight training. And I'm glad you're sharing that. Now, I want to switch over to the next piece of the part of the conversation, because we're going to talk about gut health, which is my favorite topic, right? And you talk about the gut brain connection, right? So what roles does gut health play in fitness and weight management? Oh, gut health it has a big role. Okay. I think that gut health is everything. It's not just for weight management, right? Our gut is intimately connected with our brain through a system like a road that is going from our gut to our brain and are communicating 24 seven through those hormones and neurotransmitter and all of that. And I think that for weight management, particularly the sugar is like the thing that our gut gets addicted to. Like literally there is bugs. So think about our gut as an ecosystem. I like, I like thinking about it like either a rainforest. Have you been in Costa Rica? No, no. Okay. They have the, okay. So Costa Rica, they have like those amazing rainforests where there is like those beautiful, all of kind of different plantation and, and it's a real ecosystem and different birds. It's amazing. And you can see even like the, the fog at certain point in the, in the forest and then no fog. It's, it's insane. And the sounds are like mesmerizing and your gut is kind of the same. It has all of those like bugs, different bugs, right? And you have the good bugs, you have the bad bugs. And I love what you said at the beginning when we were talking, you and I, uh, saying that you were not taking a lot of medication uh, and it was prescribed to you, but you never wanted to take it. That's right. And those medication that we get really early in our, in our childhood really affects our guts. It affects our gut because it um, usually will, will, will determine if it keeps the good bugs or the bad bugs. It doesn't care actually. It doesn't care if it's a b- good bugs or bad bugs. It eliminates both. So we, we really want to, we, we really under, uh, understand that, that the gut is really precious. And when we feed those bugs like sugar and processed food, they take over the population of the, the bad quote unquote population. Cause we have good bacteria and bad bacteria. So if we multiply those, I would say, I don't like calling it bad bacteria, but it is kind of like bad bacteria. Then this bacteria takes over and then it creates imbalances and dysbiosis. And then that's when we have like leaky gut. So the lining of our stomach, right? That can leak. And so this can create all a lot of disconnection with our hormone, especially our, our hunger and fullness hormones that are in charge of weight management, right? And that are in charge of uh, if we're going to get cravings or not cravings, that are in charge if going to feel like crap or feel amazing, right? That's why even what you eat the night before will determine how you will feel in the morning most of the times because it affects those, I would say, bacteria in our gut. So so that's my take on 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 
on um, on the gut health and weight management cycle. So what I'm hearing is that we have good bacteria and bad bacteria in your gut. And depending on which one you feed is what's going to populate your gut the most. So if you feed it with pre with healthy fiber and prebiotics, which are like all my clients eat vegetables with every meal, green leafy vegetables, because that's prebiotics for your probiotics, which is your good bacteria, which produce postbiotics, which is healthy for your gut. When you start eating a bunch of added sugars and artificial flavors and even natural flavors that may come from a beaver's butt or wherever the heck it comes from, you know, all that stuff feeds your bad bacteria. So whichever one you want to have is what you need to feed the most. So a lot of times I hear people say, I don't restrict, I don't restrict. I say, sometimes you got to restrict certain things because you don't want, you want to make sure that you have that right balance of good bacteria. And then the good bacteria could be like lactobacillus and others that are shown in recent studies is good for that, which helps you to burn fat naturally as well. So the population of your gut is extremely important and that impacts your hormones, that impacts your ghrelin, that impacts your leptin, that impacts your ability to actually get quality sleep, believe it or not. That impacts your energy levels. Based, there's so much that happens in the gut that we do not take advantage of. And we're going to talk, we were going to talk about hormones and you already talked about that already. So tie in one thing for me, hydration. What, how do you tie hydration into this whole picture of having a healthy gut? Hydration is, is very important. I think that, uh, a lot of time first, uh, it's, it's really to understand that 60% of the time, a lot, you may, you may mistaken, uh, hydro, like thirst with hunger. So, and that the reason for that is that I think a lot of people are working, uh, chronically dehydrated. I used to be there myself included. And the thing is that when you're chronically dehydrated, you lose the signal of thirst. And so you don't get thirsty anymore. And then, you know, the hydration not only affects our gut, but it affects our lymphatic system. And our lymphatic system flush all the, the toxins, right? And it th- that also affects our hormones. And our lymphatic system doesn't have its own pump too. But with, so with the, the gut and the water, I think water is really life. Uh, we should aim to get at least, uh, how many glasses would you say we should aim to? I say at least eight glasses of water, but, uh, usually in liters, it represents like two to three liters, uh, of water per day for at least for women. For men, I'm sure it's way more than that, uh, different, uh, intake, but hydration and carrying a water bottle with us everywhere is, like a habit to develop and it's an important habit to develop because um I think that it also helps with beating the cravings. A lot of time we mistake appetite with hunger. Appetite is when, you know, we have like a craving or, or it's driven by, by our survival brain and hunger is the real hunger signals that you, you are really hungry and knowing how to, understand each is also um a process but for hydration like just making sure you eat a little bit throughout the day and not just like three liters at once right like like a plant thinking about it like a plant that you water multiple time throughout a period such so your body you have to give it a little bit water all the time for all the digestive system and the absorption all the energy 
And again, water is life. So that's my, that's my take on hydration in general. Exactly. And most, a lot of times when we're thirsty or we feel that we're hungry, we're actually thirsty. But when you're properly hydrated, then that takes away, uh, as, as that takes away the thirst signal that your body would have gotten, which now makes it easier for your neurotransmitters and your, and your um, hormones to work together well, which of course improves the health of your, the function of your gut as well. And one thing I'm going to say, but if you're thirsty, you've been dehydrated. When you're thirsty, you've already been dehydrated. You weren't dehydrated at the point that you got thirsty. So my whole goal is to drink enough water to inhibit thirst. So that could be different in the summertime than it is in the wintertime. It'd be different based on my activity, so on and so forth. Depends on your your size and your activity level, all that stuff. So I definitely want to talk about the importance of hydration in the role of having a healthy gut and weight management. Now, we're coming up to the Hackett episode, the very last question. And before we do that, let your boy talk to you about my favorite product, Heal. See, Heal is made from amino co, and it's a 100% science-backed essential amino acid formulation designed to reduce recovery times and improve physical function by accelerating muscle repair by helping you maintain a healthy inflammatory response. And we talk about inflammation so many times, we know that just about every disease you can think of is connected to chronic inflammation. See, the EAA profile of HEAL was originally developed by to help NASA astronauts maintain muscle mass in space and then was refined to help everyday people experiencing prolonged periods of inactivity. So I drink HEAL every day. Most of the time, I do two scoops a day, twice a day because I train seven days a week and I'm just a maniac like that. But you know, seriously, it helps me to recover because it has the right blend of um, essential amino acids. It also has creatine. It also has um, whey protein concentrate as well. And I've given it to my clients who have a hard time digesting whey, but when they drink heal, they do not have an issue with it because of the form that it's actually in. It's a fant- it is fantastic and I love it because it definitely helps me. In fact, if you haven't worked out for a while and you need to maintain muscle mass, Heal is an, is a great product to have in your nutrition protocol. And I drink it in between my meals. So let's say I ate protein before I'll have Heal an hour or so later, and then I will have my next meal after because I eat about six times a day because again, I am a maniac like that. So that's something I have a part of my protocol. But this cool research is a, there's a recent clinical trial, right? It compared one and two scoops amounts of Heal with high quality whey protein and the net bounce between whole body protein synthesis and breakdown were measured. And the response to heal was found to be three times larger than whey protein on a gram to gram basis. Reason why? Because heal has the whey protein concentrate, but it also have the EAA profile from aminoco and it has the creatine. So that put that together in the right mix is gives your muscles exactly what it needs. And what we're talking about, if you want to build lean muscle, you need the right nutrition in your protocol. Remember, these are supplements. They don't take away from having a healthy diet, but you supplement with Heal in your nutrition protocol and it can be a game changer for you. Now, of course, the website, aminoco.com slash Zico Health gives you a 30% discount. And as always, the website will be in the description of this episode. And with that being said, final question of the day, because we have to get Olivia out of here. So let's go to the final question of the day and say, what are some tips for hormonal balance and adrenal stress relief? I love this question. So first of all, for adrenal stress, I think it's important that women start understanding to train 
according to their cycle, uh, especially not overtrain on high intensity training three times or five times a week. Uh, I think that um, adrenal stress is created created when we don't take some components into account. And this component is cortisol and how how is our body uh, stress at. And stress is not necessarily something you can feel. Sometimes it's just, you know, when you your body is stressed because of a lack of sleep or over-exercising, not letting enough rest in between strength or or maybe doing too much heat training uh there there is a lot of component that can play into uh adrenal stress but in general i think that starting with a nervous system calming practice is gonna be super helpful and those practice could be anything from again going on a walk in terms of like calming the mind right or journaling on a regular basis to like have some uh space in the mind as well breathing exercises are going to be super super beneficial for that as well because let's not forget that our gut is also where we hold 90% of our hormones that are in charge of emotions regulation so that's why when we go through emotional experience, for a lot of us, we feel it in our guts. We feel it in that solar plexus, right? And that feeling is because we have those hormones there. And calming that zone, calming that that feeling for people that are stressed at least or that have adrenal stress is going to be really helpful through, as I mentioned, uh, breathing and all of that. Also, something else is going to be matching your menstrual cycle for women, at least with their training, because uh, that's something I realized uh, recently because I'm going through some hormonal imbalances for a while now and it's actually hereditary in my family and i'm i know there is plenty of women that go through that because they were put on birth control early on in their in their teenage year because they were like also taking a lot of um uh, you know antibiotic and over-the-counter medicine that affects our gut as well so there is multiple components uh but but talking about the cycle that means that, for example, every week of the menstrual cycle is dedicated for a specific type of exercise and maybe, yes, slowing down on the exercise during the menstruation period because you don't want to override on your body as a woman. And basically, this is the time when you have to just chill. When you menstruate, it's the time where you have to like do more light exercise, so maybe more body weight instead of like lifting weights, for example, or uh, doing a walk instead of doing a, a run, you know, like just during that week. So we don't override on those hormones and we let the system, I, I'm kind of more, I love the holistic approach of going with the, the, the feeling in your body, you know, and not like overriding your system. Um, and then like you mentioned, supplements are huge uh, for hormonal balance and adrenal, you know, stress in general. I think taking probiotic is 
life changing. Uh, I'm like not super consistent with it, but I'm really trying to. Uh, I mean, most of the day I do take my probiotic, but even in general, uh, supplements is a habit that I'm still, you know, in process of making it, you know, really, really consistently. Uh, I think I'm doing great, uh, with like the, the fitness and nutrition. Like I, I, I'm like pretty consistent with the, with that change, but the supplementation is like, I know exactly how to do it and I do it on most of the days, but some days there is days that I struggle with the supplementation. So I'll be really honest with you there, but I know that this plays a huge role with uh, my hormonal balance and my gut health and for everyone else as well. What do you think? So what I'm hearing is that we look at, for one, the stress response of your body. So how you deal with stress. That's why I have a short on one of my, um, of course, one of my episodes on how to um, start your morning off to promote fat burning. I don't remember the exact title right now, but you'll find it if you search morning or something like that. And I talk about my briefing exercise I do in the morning. I talk about my red light therapy. I talk about my walks that I go on to. I talk about my guitar that I play when I wake up. And there's a perp, actually a reason why I play my nylon strings, my Spanish guitar in the mornings. And then I, I play my steel strings later on in the day because how I wake up and how it helps me to feel in the morning. I start my morning off feeling amazing when I add in meditation, all that stuff. Cause that helps to calm my vagus nerve, puts me in a um, parasympathetic state and it makes me feel amazing. So that's oh one God, thing I see yeah. adding. Then you add in the probiotics and the health of your gut because it's the gut brain connection with something that we miss a lot because again, we don't re- realize where that importance is of having the right Bacteria and probiotics is good bacteria, but also feeding it with healthy fiber as well. So those probiotics can thrive in your guts. And then you, it sounds like from what you're telling me is that you change the way your clients may train. They say for females based on their menstrual cycle as well. And you make those adjustments yeah. in all your services. So with that being said, let my audience know about what you provide service wise and how they can uh, learn more about your work. Thank you. Yeah. And you, you, you stated exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well. So for me, it's at Olivia Simet Fitness on Instagram. So, or you can find me on Google, but Olivia Simet with a C fitness on Instagram is really my, my go to. And this is where I create a lot of stories about what I went through and my experience and I just love sharing my, my story there. And in terms of service, I created a movement called um, the thriving fit squad. And it's for anyone who's looking to maintain a consistent, healthy lifestyle. And when they join thriving fit squad, they have a community and obviously three workouts per week where it's in their plan integrated. And those workouts are under 30 minutes because I believe we can get consistent in a way that it's efficient. And it's also combined with low intensity uh, training in between training days. So this is for anyone that is looking to really maintain a consistent, healthy lifestyle for good. And this is... um 
yeah, if they reach out on Instagram, anyone can find information or just send me a message and happy to chat with you about it. <laughs> Perfect. And our contact information will definitely be in the show notes. And I'm going to make the show notes, zikahealth.com slash the thriving fit squad. And of course, the show notes are going to be in the description of the episode. So you click on it, you can learn more about it. But Olivia, you get access to her fit squad. You learn about her Instagram and all the wonderful work that she does. And we need more trainers like her in our universe. So Olivia, thank you for being here. Everybody, thank you for listening. 2023 is going to be a banging year. We're going to keep this going and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure and I, I love your wisdom and thank you for the compliments. Thank you for being here. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.